Man, we had such a good time uh, this past weekend at Awaken. And I don't want you to feel like tonight if you weren't able to go because some of y'all had to work, some of y'all had stuff going on. I know I talked to several of you like, man, I wish I could have come and I'm coming next year or whatever. Um, I, we don't want you to feel bad about not being able to come. But what we, what we do believe is I believe that the word of your mouth, your testimony, that's when stuff starts to seal. I believe that when you talk about what the Lord has done, it, he'll seal it in your life. Listen to me. This is important. Because oftentimes what will happen is that God will say something to us. or he'll, 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 he'll do something in our life. Or maybe we're challenged in some way. And we feel that in these moments of worship. Or we feel that in these moments of uh, places like uh, when we go off to camp and stuff like that. And we never tell anybody about it. And what happens? We get out the bus. Or we wake up Tuesday morning. And we're like, am I really healed from that? I mean, I felt like I was, but am I, was I really healed? Or, or did God really break that addiction off my life? I mean, I feel like it happened. Like I remember, I remember being in tears and feeling like the Lord had removed that from my life. And, but did it really happen? Did I really, did I really hear God or was that just gas? Have you ever been there? You felt like maybe the Lord spoke something to you and then later you started questioning and thinking, maybe I didn't hear what I, what I did. Or, and, and sometimes, you know, so tonight, there's no agendas. I'm a little bit nervous because I'm hoping some of y'all are going to step up, okay? Because I literally have nothing prepared as far as a message. So, like, yeah, we're going to get out 30 minutes early. No, we're not. I'll come up with something on the spot if I have to. But what a night is, is it's just a time of share time. And this, uh, this, this can be dangerous, okay? We haven't done share time in a long time because somebody always ruins it for everybody. Uh, so you don't need to be coming up here 12 times. But what my challenge for you tonight, and for those who went with us, even leaders, if they would like to share, and I'm talking about a 10-minute sermon, but it's something, what it... Here, here's some things to think about. How are you challenged? Like, what is one thing that you were challenged with that you're like, you know what? This is how I'm challenged. Maybe it's something, something as simple as I'm just going to start reading my Bible. And, I'm, and I've been reading the last day or two, and I'm just encouraged by what it's telling me and what it says. And, or maybe it's something that you felt like uh, maybe there's been some hurt and some stuff going on, and you were able to talk to your small group leader. And, and it may not have just made everything better, but you know that you're on your way, right? Um, or maybe it's some anxiety or some stuff going on and you just felt like after this weekend you just kind of felt a piece about it. Um, whatever that is, this is kind of your opportunity to share that. And again, this is my thing is because some of you are kind of like on edge and even tonight you might have came prepared to share something, but you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, uh, I don't know if I want to share or not because you get nervous. And I get that. Every single time I get up here before I preach, I'm nervous every single time. And I've probably done it, I don't know how many hundreds of times now. That's natural. But what I always think about is how can the Lord use me to help somebody else, right? So it's a two-part deal. It seals something for yourself, but then also it might help and encourage somebody else, right? And that's what we're here for. Good. So the hardest, the hardest one is always the first one. Do you want to say something? No? Okay. Always the first one. So, um, so not yet. You will in a minute. Um, so who's going to start us off? Again, there's no agenda. There's nothing. All right, come on, girl. Y'all give Brenda a hand. Give her a hand. Hello. All righty. Okay, I just wrote down. Oh, I'm just going to read off my notes. Okay, so something that stood out to me was when I, uh, he was talking about um, God wanting to show us the opportunity to help others. Um, I helped out with free camp the other week and had the opportunity to be a counselor and to be a light in these kids' lives. Um, it was a great experience, and it showed me that I really loved working with kids and having the opportunity to help them grow closer to God. 
I was so excited about getting to come to this camp because I had never been, and all my friends were telling me how fun it was. So, night two rolls around, and I was listening to the Carson speak as he was talking about how he missed out on an opportunity to check up on someone or just to talk to them a little bit. And a little bit later, he had never had the opportunity to do that ever again. And then night three, he had told a story about this button that he had gotten that said, you are. And um, if someone asked about it, you were supposed to say, you are invited to my youth group. Um, he talked about how people were asking him and he would tell them. But this one kid asked him and the boy was one of the kids that no one really talked to and um, was a little bit odd. He didn't take the opportunity to invite him to youth group that day. Um, but we can all get caught up in our own images or reputations and don't want to be the one who brings the weird kid to youth. But it's often those people who need it the most. Who's, who knows what's going on in their lives or what their home situation looks like? Don't be afraid to go up to that person sitting by themselves at lunch or doesn't participate because they don't know anyone. That could end up saving their lives. Just to know that someone cares about you and that they're not all alone. From now on, I will not pass up an opportunity that God puts before me. I will answer when he calls and be a light and the difference in someone's life. Mark 16:15 says, He said to them, Go unto the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And Isaiah 42, 6 says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people and be a light for the Gentiles. And Psalms 46, 5 says, God is with her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. God will take care of you always, and he's working with you to lead others to him. So invite that kid to youth group. God may have something special in mind for them. He just needs you to have faith in him and take that first step. Yo. So for those who don't know me, my name's Nessa, and I'll also just be reading off of my notes. So when I went to Awaken, I was super excited. It was my first time going on a retreat with Beach Springs, and I was ready to play games and make friends. Most importantly, I was really hoping for a special encounter with God. At first, it just seemed like all the other retreats I had been to, but when it came time for service, I could feel something inside me begin to shift. At the end of it, all the leaders came down, and we were asked to come up and get prayer if we needed it. I had this feeling that I was one of those people, even though I didn't know exactly what I needed prayer for. At first, I tried to push it away because I was nervous. I was nervous about going up there because I thought everyone would judge me, and I almost didn't go. But then I saw my sister Rena walk up, and I realized it didn't matter what anyone else thought. I needed to go up there. So even though I was still nervous, I went up there anyway. In those next few moments, I realized I needed to stop waiting. For a while, I had been caught up in the lie that I needed a big miracle, something huge that would help the fire I already had for Jesus burn brighter so that I could finally be willing to give up all the desires of my flesh and follow him. But while I was receiving prayer, I realized I didn't need that big moment. I realized it wasn't me waiting on God to make something big happen, but that he was waiting to, for me to make a choice. So even though I didn't get that big life-changing moment, I was still changed by something small. 
So if you are someone who loves God, but maybe you don't know what's in store, or you're someone waiting on the big moment, you don't need it. God can meet you right where you are, and even if you're only taking baby steps, they could be the difference between finding a relationship with him or being caught up in a lie. In Hebrews 2, 16 through 17, it talks about how Jesus didn't take on the nature of angels, but instead he came down to earth to be like his brethren, so that he could show mercy and sacrifice himself for their sins. If Jesus gave up the best thing he could have had, only to receive judgment, ridicule, and be put to death, taking one small step of faith to get closer to him doesn't sound so hard. And even if you aren't affected by what you do, it could still affect someone else. I wouldn't have gone to get prayer unless Rena had gone first. And if I hadn't gone, I wouldn't be here talking about this at all. On the second night of Awaken, we had a time where we all laid face down before God. In those moments, there was only one thought running through my head. It was that God was proud of me. It had been brought up in the message, but it kept repeating over and over in my head, and I really felt like God was speaking straight to me. I don't know if he was saying he was proud of for something I had done or for something that I would do, but I knew I wasn't going to waste any more time waiting for something to happen. So if there's one thing you take away from this, stop waiting and take action. So what I took from this is uh, don't let the world tell you who you are because the world will try and tell you who you are and what you need to be. But that's not their job because they didn't create you. So, I mean, like, why, let, why like, listen to them, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but your job is to find who you are in Christ and be what he wants you to be. What I took out of Awaken was worship, which I don't think really preached on worship, but stuck out to me. Um, to me, it felt like I was so used to getting caught up in the loud music and the lights and everything, but I just had to push myself to worship to like this and <laughs> taking that next step and that's what I um, encourage a lot of people to take the next step in your life and uh, what's the word? Sorry. Dyslexia or AD, whatever it is. I don't know which one it is that causes it, but. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, not really nervous. My mind went blank. It happens all the time. What was I talking about? <laughs> Worship. Okay. And. Not, not being caught up in lights and everything. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> taking the next step with God in your uh, relationship. 
Um, I guess that's all I'm supposed to share. So, every sermon really stood out to me, but thank you very much. But um, one that stuck out most to me was one where he was talking about everybody comes to church for themselves, really. But if not, you're a kid; your parents are forced you to. But sometimes God's got you here in this place for somebody else to go and pray for them at times when they need it. It's sometimes not for you to be here. It's best for somebody else. You're here for somebody else. So that's what I took away from Awaken. So the thing I took from Awakening was many, many things. Um, one of them is the ref needs a ref. <laughs> and a, a counter. And finally, he finally got a bracket going, so, you know, the ref needs a ref. I wish he was here, but the ref needs a ref. But, hey, he did awesome for what he had to do because all everybody that went was criticizing him, so he did very well on that. Yeah, see, including Jonathan. Uh, I thought everybody would eat more Oreo cookies. You know, if they had milk, they may have done more Oreos. Yeah, this man right here eat nine Oreo cookies and go, Michael. Well, team Red still won it all, but you know our refs couldn't count, so you know go Team Red. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, right. So honestly, what I got is I got a few things I like to tell everybody that I'd like to reiterate that we that we talked about in the services was is to get your 15. Yeah. Okay? So everybody here needs to get their 15. You can look at your screen, si screen time right now. If you don't have the Bible app on there and you don't have 15, I encourage everybody in the room to set an alarm right now to get their 15 minutes. Okay? At some point tomorrow, you're going to have 15 minutes of free time. All right? I encourage everybody in the room to do that. I encouraged myself today. I made 16 minutes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No. <laughs> but, but I was reading through my what, through our settings group today, and it just kind of hit me on uh, what kind of like what we have talked about all weekend. And this is uh, this is out of Acts 18, uh, 9. It says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent, for I am with you. And no one will attack you or harm you, for, for many people in this city belong to me. So I encourage every one of us to not be afraid to speak out, to pray for that person beside you, for you, um, your neighbor, your mother, your whoever, your family members. I encourage you to pray for them. If you want to see God working, pray for somebody. Basically, I had three takeaways. My first one was from the first night. Um, Carson just said a quote that said, an encounter with God will set you free, but your prayer life will keep you free. Um, so with that, I urge you guys just to not let this past weekend just become an emotional encounter because it was super emotional, but keep that relationship going. Let it be an encounter this weekend, but then grow with that through your prayer life and through reading the Word. Um, 
from the second night was don't be afraid to fall on your face before God, just kind of like Nessa said. Um, lying in the floor face down is one of the most vulnerable positions you can be in. There will be times in your life, if you haven't felt it yet, there will be times when you feel like your prayers aren't getting through the ceiling or like you're not hearing from God. Um, so sometimes it's necessary to actually get in that vulnerable place into a place of surrender um, to where you actually feel like you can hear God. And then the third one was just like Michael said, um, your first few moments in the morning are the most important. This sets your tone for the entire day. So just like when you wake up and you're running late and it ruins your whole day, you've had a bad day at school all day long, the same can happen like when you get up and when you just have those first few minutes with God and you're at peace and you're being still and you're listening to him, that can set your tone for the whole day. So I definitely encourage you just to have, even if it's not 15 minutes, to at least have a first few minutes with God. Like when you wake up, just lay there for a minute. Don't start thinking about all the things you have to do today. Just lay there and thank him that you woke up today, that you have breath in your lungs, um, and just that you have a roof over your head. If, if you can't think of anything to be thankful for, thank him that the sky is blue. Like, you know what I mean? But wake up with a, you know, with a thanksgiving in your heart and then spend some time in his word and just in prayer and just like being still, and that can just set peace for you for the whole day. Okay. I don't have much. Okay. I, well, I, there's a lot that I took away. Let me reprint it. I'm not going to say much. Uh, so, first 15. Y'all know what first 15 is. The past two leaders have said something about it. So, I just want to be real with y'all for a second. Yesterday morning, I woke up. What I do? Give me a little bit of credit. Yesterday morning, I woke up. What I do? First 15. But guess what I did this morning? Nothing. I have the habit of doing my quiet time right before I go to sleep. And as soon as somebody got up here while I go, it hit me. I didn't do my first 15 this morning. So the only reason I'm getting up here is to say, if you didn't do it this morning or you ain't done it in the morning yet, tomorrow morning, what y'all going to do? All right. this peer pressure right here it's not even a peer okay okay <laughs> don't make me laugh okay um so I think everybody pretty much touched on like the big parts but um man I even had something why'd you hand me the thing uh what was it Gabe. <laughs> Speaking of Gabe, let me think about it. About worship, this is girls and guys, not just guys, but I mean, guys, it happens like mostly. Like whenever you look around in worship, who is not moving and is just standing there? The boys. Thank you, Tim. Okay. So, but, um, and girls. But, um, when y'all decide to move and even if it's at first you're like everybody else is moving let me just let me just do this then that like that starts it that's your first step into like losing your pride and saying I'm gonna worship him you know no matter what the people around me are saying no matter what 
everybody else is doing, you know, we can worship God like that. I was literally not going to do this tonight, but then something just told me to do it. <laughs> so one thing that Carson, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm speaking up here, y'all. Like I, Every time I have a presentation, every time I have a presentation, it sucks. But one thing that really stood out to me was Carson said, an encounter with Jesus will set you free, but your habits are what keep you free. And I think that goes back to that, what he, they said, and a bunch of other people said, is that first 15 minutes. And I've done that since I've gotten home. I downloaded the app and everything. And then another thing is, is when I went down to the beach, you know, I, I, I haven't been to, this is about to get real emotional, y'all. <laughs> I've not been without a shirt to the beach for I, since I was like four. And I still didn't do it down there, and I really regret it now because God, again, created us, not the devil, and the devil has no control over my body, and my body is made beautiful, and I think that I should have done that, and people pointed out, why are you wearing a shirt? And I really, really wish, and I thank them for saying that, because that really set something free in me, and said something, because those were really important people to me, Melanie and Sherry. So, I just want to say that, and I've been doing my first 15, so, yeah. thank you. I just want to talk about how God changed my life over Awaken. Because for the past couple months, I felt like he was, this devil was just taking me away. And at Awaken, I just felt like I got really close to God. So basically, my biggest takeaway was to be more intentional with God. No matter if I'm alone or not, put God first, make him a priority, not just leave him in my pocket. I learned that when I'm alone or when I feel alone, I'm not actually alone. God is always there. He'll never leave or judge me. Another thing is don't be scared to be different. Become a follower of God means to stand out and be the leader, not the follower. So, what I was going to say earlier was um, whenever we get to church, a lot of times we think about, like, what's God going to do in your life? I think Jonas talked about this some. Um, and we don't, we get so caught up in what's he doing with me, how am I going to change, then not thinking about, like, you know, my friend that I've known for, like, my whole life, how is she going to change? Like, what is she waiting for? What does she need prayer for? And stuff like that. So we get caught up in the 
what can I do for me or what can God do for me and not like what does my friend need help with or big moments in your friend's life like they get saved. Why are you talking? Okay. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Oh. So that was it. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, I just wanted to point out one thing Carson said. He said, it was going along with like the first 15 thing that everybody's been talking about. He said, are you giving God your first or your last or like your best or your worst? So if you think about it, your worst is probably at night when you're like tired, you've done everything, your mind's going crazy. But if you wake up in the morning and give him your best, that's like you have a fresh day and you can just spend more time with him. Okay, so Carson talked about a girl when she was four years old. She got stolen, and she found these monkeys one day in a wood, and she lived with them for a while. Um, and then one day she found a mirror, and she looked at herself for the first time in forever. And Awaken helped me look at myself in a different way. And God showed me who I really am and not someone else and not try to be someone else. know what's going to come out of my mouth, but we'll try. I just want to say that my experience with Awaken this year was watching you guys and how you were so receptive to everything that was going on the weekend, how you opened up in worship, and there was very little resistance, um, how all the walls just kind of came down. And I just want to say that that gave me so much hope for this generation that's coming up because I have even said it myself before, you know, I would hate to be raising kids nowadays because of everything that's going on. But after watching you guys this weekend, I, w I don't say that anymore because 
you are making a difference, and I'm so excited about what you are going to take back to your schools and the people that you're going to influence and the lives that you're going to change by what, by what God is doing in you. And I'm just so proud of each and every one of you. So something Sue Ann just said made me remember something that Carson said that stood out, that all of you are made for this generation. You're made for all the things that are going on, and this world can chew you up and spit you out if you let it. But I believe that you guys are strong enough and you have something in you that we've talked about before. You see through fake. You don't take fake, and you're willing to stand up for what you believe in. So I just challenge you guys to continue that now that we're back home. One thing that spoke to me, everybody's basically said it already, but um, God, this is nerve-wracking. <laughs> um, that God made you, nobody else did, so he's the only person that can define you. And that if uh, if your girlfriend doesn't worship or anything, just get another girl, bro. night um when they were asking people to come up for prayer and I feel like God has been trying to call me to like spread his word and do all this stuff but I've been really scared and then every time Jonathan says um like if you talk about it maybe it can help someone else I feel like that really helps me like have the courage to share stuff with people and then another thing was whenever we were like laying on the ground um like, um, <laughs> praying to God, I feel like God was telling me, like, reminding me of why, like, he put us on this earth, and that, um, the sole purpose of us Christians is to share his word, and to live for him, and I feel like we get caught up in life, and even 15 minutes, like, we have 24 hours in a day, and I haven't even done the 15 minutes, like, and I just feel like that was a good reminder, for me to, like, when I'm starting to get caught up in drama and stuff, to just, like, realize why we're here, I guess.
Testing, testing. <laughs> so, uh, how are we doing today? <laughs> so, one thing I had to take away from uh, Awaken is that it's not all about you. It's more about what you can give to other people that don't know God yet. And uh, do your 15. One thing that Waken said to all of us leaders is that I think Carson impacted all of us to pour into y'all's life and to pursue y'all to learn more about him. And that's one thing the leaders, us in our meetings, is to pour into y'all. That's our main goal. Anybody scared to do it by yourself? I'll stand beside you. Anybody? Anybody? I'll hold your hand while you do it. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> no, like, I, I'm just blown away at y'all, but, like, at what God has done. Um, and is not just what he did, but, like, what he's doing. And I think that's one thing, even while we were worshiping earlier, that I feel like I just need to kind of say is that the same spirit of God that met us at Awaken will meet you every single day. Like, we ask God to come rest on us. Spirit, spirit of God, come rest on us. He'll, he'll, every morning that you wake up, as soon as your eyes open, if you say, Spirit of God, come, he's right there beside you. And he'll be the helper that you need to get your first 15. Or he'll be the helper that you need to talk to those people at school. Or he'll be the helper that you need to, like, battle those thoughts that you're having about who God says that you are. We need the Spirit of God. And I just want you to know that the same Spirit, the same presence that you felt it awaken, whether you were, whether you were there or not, the same spirit of God that met us there that was there he's here right now he's here day in and day out um, and he wants to carry you he wants to help you he wants to see you through to be everything that he's called you to be because just like Carson said you guys were born for the storm and it feels like we're in a storm in our world right now but like Sue Ann said seeing you guys and hearing you guys God gives me so much hope for what's coming that, that there's shift coming and change coming we, talk, we sang it over and over again something like never before and I believe that like from the depths of my being that awaken started not only something there but something that's going to carry over into this youth group into our church into the schools that you guys go in to day in and day out we're getting ready to go back to school I know but like I believe that you can go into this school year fired up more than you ever have been before because you're going to go in you're going to make a difference amen and so I'm just excited about what's coming um what you guys are going to do. So. That's good. And, um, and, I, and I, I echo everything that you said. And the fact that some of y'all even just got up here was huge. And I would just say, if you didn't get up here and you wish that you would have, uh, tell somebody, tell a leader tonight what you would have said or go home and tell your parents or, or a best friend or somebody because it's all about just sharing, right? It's just sharing what the Lord has done. 
um, in your life. Tell somebody that you trust if you weren't comfortable being up here. But I think the thing that sustains you, and I think come on and play, and we'll, that'll help us close. A um, couple things that I wrote down as he was talking, and y'all said some of them, the ones that I had, but um, is that what sustains you? So like when we're down there, it's easy, right? It's easy to worship. It's easy to get on fire for God. It's, when you come back, it's hard sometimes. It's hard. And, and, and there's times, and y'all have heard me say this before, when, when you have a love for God, there's times that she probably doesn't always, always love me, right? There's probably times that I, I leave, leave my underwear on the floor, or I, I don't pick up after myself, or I leave the cabinet doors open. There's stuff that I do that she probably, in that moment, she don't love me. But that, she, love, but that she doesn't feel love, maybe, is what I'm trying to say. But that relationship is still there. So sometimes, there's times that you feel, she might not like me. There's times that you feel God, and there's times that you don't always. But you're still, you're still consistent, and you're still faithful, right? Regardless how much you're, she's still consistent. She's still going to be faithful to me regardless. And that's how your relationship with God is. There are times that you feel and experience God. And other times that you don't. But you st- the, the, this is the principle. Is, is you're faithful. You're consistent. This one of y'all said the small steps. That's where you grow. You do have these moments. And you do have moments in life that I think that encourage you. But it's the small steps. It's these first 15. And here's the notes I wrote down and I'll close. Uh, he said the devil would love for you to try to follow Jesus without reading your Bible. Anybody been guilty of that? I have. Coming to church, going to doubt, and not ever having some time just with the Lord. Um, with that, though, delayed obedience, delayed obedience is still disobedience. The Lord's told you to go over there and talk to that person. And you're like, well, I'll do it later. That's disobedience, right? So, so stepping up in those moments. Um, in any area of your life that you're not intentional with, in any area of my life, like reading the Word or spending time with friends or being intentional with people around me, any area of my life that I'm not intentional with is not growing. In fact, it's dying. I'm not growing in it, but it's also, it's also not dying. And this has been something that I've been challenged with because Pastor David said it at one of our staff meetings the other day. It's been something that's really just kind of stuck with me. Um, and he, he said kind of the same thing. He said, you have to know God's Word before you need it. And he just challenged us as a staff. And I want to challenge you is that in your life, you're on your way to heaven. If you're a Christian, you're born again. Like nobody can take that from you, right? But in your life, there's this well that's on the inside of you. And as you pour into your well, okay, as you pour into your well, it's going to overflow. As you allow the Holy Spirit, we say, Holy Spirit, fill me up. As the Holy Spirit fills in, as you spend time in the Word, as you spend time talking to your friends about what happened at Awaken or what happened that Pastor, Pastor Eric said on Sunday or something that one of your friends said or anything like that, as you begin to deposit in your well, when those moments that you need a word from God, it may not be something somebody says to you. It might be something that you learned last summer. It might be something that was said last week. It might be something that you read last, last night in your devotional right or this morning it's those that you're feeling this well so my encouragement is how do you sustain what happened at awaken is fill your well up fill your well up because in those moments when you when you need to hear from god you listen it comes out it comes out and so some of y'all have been trying to live on an empty well you're a christian and you're going to heaven sure but there's nothing there and that's why you feel so distant from god you know that you're a christian but you don't understand it and that's because what did we do for 72 hours all weekend what do we do we poured into your well we pour it into your well. We pour it into your well. And guess what? If you'll pour into your well, it's just going to overflow.